Welcome back to Feed the Bear, a Mayor of Kingstown podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. And you know what? Why don't you support the show? If you're a listener anywhere in the world, go to patreon.com slash DVR for as little as a dollar a month. You get tons, tons of exclusive pods that we do, that we've done, including some Star City about Heath's movie podcast that we've done as well. All ad free. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. Want to say thanks to everyone who rejoined us, downloaded, and give us some reviews over on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever the hell you download this thing on. Give us some reviews. It always helps. Today, we're going to be talking about Mayor of Kingstown Season 2, Episode 3, 5 at 5. And of course, with me is my man, the Jeremy to my Renner. It's Heath Solo. What's up, buddy? What's up, Paolo? <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Uh, I've had one of those Mike McCluskey days, so I just <laughs> stress, looking at your cell phone, going to meetings, rescheduling meetings. I haven't stopped by any prisons today, but uh, it was one of those days. But I'm excited to talk about this pod and, uh, you know, the season's cruising along. It sure is. It sure is. Um, this episode, I wanted to say, was directed by Tasha Smith, who is an actress that people, she's just been in a ton of stuff. She was on uh, Why Did I Get Married, The Whole Ten Yards, First Wives Club, Empire, all this kind of stuff. And uh, she has directed, let me see, I'm looking at it right now. She has done, well, since about 2018 or 19, she's been directing TV, and uh, this is her first episode of Mayor of Kingstown, so that's awesome. Um, right on. Yeah, uh, getting uh, getting people. Last episode, we had the guy, uh, now I'm forgetting his name, who he had directed a bunch of episodes last um, last season, uh, Stephen K., um, so it's good to have bring in some new people, new location. Again, they're doing a bunch of things to make us <laughs> like <laughs> when Kyle comes into the police station and it's like, wait, that doesn't look like the police station. Then it's like asbestos abatement. And then he goes down. You know what? It's, it's perfect because yeah. we talked about it last week, how, you know, they, they, they're shooting in Pittsburgh now. And it's just, it, you know, that was probably, that was such an inside joke. Yeah. It was kind I of bet. funny. I mean, it was funny, but it was a way to move them out of their normal police station. Yeah. Uh, digs, if you will, and, and move them down. But it was just a funny moment. There was a lot of like this episode, a lot of what the F what the, like, like just, it was like, everyone was just pissed off this episode. Yeah, it was a crazy episode. What did you think overall? What did you think of this episode? Um, I, I okay, so I don't think it was as one of the stronger episodes. However, it was a bridge to what's to come. It I'm not going to say like I hate when people use always oh, setup episode or it's uh, this or that. Not to make excuses. The acting's great. Everything works. 
It's just we had to. Uh, I don't know. It, it 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 like the first season. I just felt like every episode was amazing, and this one I I wasn't as I was into it, of course, because we love the characters and everything that McCluskey's the McCluskey's say. I'm you know I'm into. Uh, I just felt it felt short and it felt like, I don't know. There were, but then the stuff at the prison that really like, well, woke me up Yeah. Uh, and, and to see what was going on. But it, it was one of those that we, we needed this because you can't just have episode after episode, tons of action or tons of, you have to bridge it and you can't jump too far ahead. You need to let the story breathe. And, um, you know, at the end, it kind of was like, I don't know, we'll talk about it. I just felt like some things are accelerating, but it was one of those, it kept, I'm not confused this episode, Axel, but I I, want to kind of go over some things with you and see how I really feel at the end, because I've only seen it once. Um, I usually like to at least watch it twice uh, to get a feel. So I'm a little uneasy and, and a little, I don't know if things, you know, Okay, let's let's just start this way. The I felt like we needed an episode like this to bridge the gap, but yet it seemed like important things were super accelerated to get to the next point. It had like both, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, okay, I dig it. Um, I kind of agree more with your original sentiment about this being kind of um, bridging a gap and being an episode that perhaps doesn't stand alone as well as some of the other episodes might. There you go. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that you had this setup of Mike came up with this crazy plan to basically arrest all the leaders so they could consolidate power, right? Because they're on the outside, bring them on the inside, force them to do this, which is something that they weren't doing. And frankly, they were scared to do. And then we we kind of had that, right? Like the point was for Bunny to that's why it's called five at five and the whole all the violence that happens, which was you see it was coming from the different gang leaders, right? Like they were all different races and tattoos or whatever, right? So to me, that's what that signaled. But the interesting thing I found is that they were kind of, they were really talking around it and they were talking around a lot of stuff. And I felt that the first two episodes were so direct. And with this episode, we're returning to a lot of the obfuscation. I can't say obfuscation. Okay, buddy. Sound it out. Sound it out. I'm just going to use a different word. Um, the, uh, the, Obstetrician. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even say it right either. They're hiding a lot of, they're getting back to kind of, I feel people are holding things close to the chest, hiding motives, not talking about things that they've already done because they weren't so legal. Um, and, you know, I mean, I felt, I liked the episode. It was quick. And I, one thing, two things I liked about it was a lot of Mike and a lot of Bunny. And whenever they, yeah. and it was probably the most bunny we've gotten in an episode. So I like that. I wish there was even more. I wish we would have understood yeah. more what he was doing. 
I okay, so I want to get more to Bunny because that's the highlight for me in this episode is some observations I had. But let's backtrack just a little bit. So, like we said, Mike came up with this plan with Evelyn to get the you know was it the four liters or five liters? Yeah, I thought there was only four. Is there five? What's the, there's like the Nazi white dudes, Nazis, Bloods and Crips, correct? Right, Bloods, Crips. Hispanic Latinos. guy, a Latino Hispanic yeah. guys. And then was there another one? I thought there was four, but I, I could be wrong. Okay, but this is my question. So, all right. So just to recap, crazy shit's going on outside because a lot of the leaders were killed inside with the riots and everything. And leadership is in flux. And you can't control the outside if the inside's not controlled. So they're... The plan was to bring them in to control, to, to get the inside established, so then we can have peace on the outside and let everything flow. So, are they are they going in there to to kill people who think they should be leaders and they don't want them to be leaders? Like, well, that or, looks like what it came down to. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but what, but but no, and and, uh, and uh, it's I guess it's more of a rhetorical, but. It's kind of like, okay, let's get rid of the people who stand in our way for this new plan. But now the the guy who came up to Bunny and said, you know, Bunny's like, are we, are we brothers today? And he's like, nah. Now, was that the head of the Crips who decided to attack Bunny? Or is that, I mean, a head of the Bloods who would decide to attack Bunny? Or was that a Crip guy who doesn't, who wants to lead and wanted to kill Bunny? That's where I was really confused. I think at that point, I think at this point we don't know, right? Okay. We don't right. definitively know, but I think that your second inclination is correct that he was someone who was on the come up or someone who was exerting some sort of power inside the prison on Bunny's side, but then that's why Bunny kind of saw him coming. It's like, hey, what's going? You know what I mean? Because if it was a, if if he was, uh, could, wait, because Bunny is a crip, right? Or is he a blood? Yeah, no, he's a crip. <laughs> he's crip. a crip. Blue. He's crip. a crip. So, right. I think if it was a, if it was a blood, it would might maybe be a different situation. That's the feeling I got. Um, okay, and but I could be wrong about that. You know, I don't. That know. would make sense to me because. I, I, cause I was thinking if that, if that's the leader of the bloods, then yeah, he's see, going they, against the whole plan. Now and, and, there is a theory that I actually read on, um, one of, uh, the Facebook groups, like mayor of Kingstown fans or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And someone said, because the episode ends with Mike basically talking down that guard that he had instructed who is now kind of taken over inside right because, carney carney yeah. because our a lot of our other guys guy. are dead right and yeah. and our our other dude is now the as we saw in his uh tour of the new type of prison yeah kareem is now the warden kareem and he's the warden off right? Yeah, he's off uh, looking at other prisons, other so real estate. There was a theory: is Carney working? Is there a new dynamic that's forming outside of Mike, like cutting Mike out, right? Uh, and Bunny, which right. I thought that's kind of interesting. So that, I just that's wanted very to interesting. That. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense because 
you know, hmm, that's interesting. You know, because they, they made it a point to, you know, especially Bunny when he was talking, I believe, I don't know if it was his cousin or his brother who was going to lead inside, um, that, you know, that's Mike's boy. But it's, it's Mike's boy, but not really Mike's boy. I mean, he's kind of new in the fold. Um, so we don't know his backstory or what yeah, he, exactly. got, he has going on the side. So that's a, that's a great theory uh, like that it. there could be a different power move coming that they're not seeing, um, which would be very, and I don't know if that's a Milo Russian thing or, uh, I mean, that might be just totally separate. Um, Cause remember we, I, I got confused last season. I was like, is the Aryan brotherhood and the Russian mob the same? They're no, they're different, but are they, you know? Um, so I'm not sure, you know, <laughs> again, this show is awesome. But it does confuse me at times, and that's part of the um, fun, right? Like that's that's well, kind, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like I don't the want it spoon fed like a it. network show. I don't want yeah. it, you know, spoon fed to me. Like you know, I like kind of not knowing because it, it, it that's real to me, I guess, in a weird way, and that's why I love the show so much. That if you know, you really got to listen to the dialogue, and in between the mumbles, uh, I actually had to put subtitles on this week. Cause I was missing, we were missing too much. Like I was just like, okay, you know, it was a mumble here and there. And so, yeah, there is some mumble, but you bring up something interesting because, you know, Mike obviously took out Duke because of what he did to Iris last season. Right. And we still don't really know who took over for him on the outside. You know, it seems to me that there's so, I mean, I think they keep that purposefully vague as well. That's part of the appeal of the show for me, too, I find, is that it has that air of, like, you know, you, you the streets are complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh. It's just like The Sopranos, that. too. I remember re-watching The Sopranos, and one of the things I was struck by is how little they really actually talked about the structure of the family and who was the boss and who was... You know what I mean? And how little of that politics was really a part of the show. But with this show, it is a big part of it. But, you know, we should. Can we talk about Bunny a bit? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Because I thought that what they're setting up here and what happened last episode, because we kind of ended. And I remember myself saying, I'm interested to see how Bunny's now going to react to Mike. But it seemed like he kind of realized what was going on and he decided to trust him. And then we have this raid again, led by a killer. What's his, I always forget his name. Robert. Robert. I always expect it to be something more than just Robert. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know cause his name, well, his, you know, really it was Hamish, right? Yeah. Hamish. I like and that. I love that. We love that name and I love that dude. And I'm like, his name's Robert. Really? <laughs> Not like, Big Bob or yeah, like killer, exactly. you know, killer, killer Bob. Frank. We, we should call killer him killer Bob. Bob from now on. Killer Bob. But Bad led by Bob killer Bob, you had, yeah. them, you saw that they did this raid on basically Bunny's grandma. She's like, do you know who my grandson is? And at that point I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Why is that happening too? Right. Where is there. And then when Mike and them were screaming, and especially Mike was screaming at Ian, in, f- yeah. in front of at Ian in front of and the Steve, police yeah. station, it's right. like 
I don't know. I'm getting this feeling that that kind of idea that there's forces kind of maybe working against Mike and working against Bunny that's coming from somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe could it be Milo or something? I don't know. But you for know, whatever it, reason, I'm getting that feeling. Well, because once again, I mean, we had that last season when the guards, it, 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 they went too far, right? And and Mike was trying to tell them, don't do this. It's, and then what led to the riots and all the power struggle and the killings. And we, if we remember last week when we talked about the first two episodes, uh, how everyone's sitting down in the diner there and they're not kind of listening to Mike. They are, but they're not. You know, I think um, I forget his character name. What is what is the, the the actor that Taylor Sheridan uses and all this stuff? He was like the main rapist in Wind River, and he he was kind of the lead of the guards last season. I I, I apologize to the listeners. I can't remember his name. Oh, even as Ed, dumb. Oh, you mean Ed? Ed James Jordan? Yeah, Ed. Yeah, Ed. <clears throat> even Ed, though he was, Ed seemed to have more like respect for Mike. Mm. And even though he did towards the end do his own thing and kind of went against certain things, but he always had uh, and history always with had his, his brother and his father. And, yes. And like, oh, that's and everything. Oh, I like that. So when Ed, so, so when, Oh, thank you. Whatever. You, so when Ed passed or passed, he got freaking murdered in cold blood. Things have, things changed with this group and they show it to you. They do a great job showing you uh, last episode or episode before when, you know, Robert kind of gets up, doesn't even listen to Mike. Yeah. So we, we, we got something going on there. Now, I don't know if anyone's calling the shots or is it just the cops trying to get their power back? Cause mm. Ian even says, we don't stop doing our jobs, Mike, even though you got something going and we, we, we were respectful with her. It's like, you got, you're pointing guns at little kids and you're going into to the home. Oh, we got a bad tip. That was a bunch of, that's them trying to establish control, but it goes against exactly what they're trying to do. So there's something going on. Mm, and I'm yeah. wondering with the return of Kyle, how that's dynamic. Mm, and we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. I but like with, it. Well, Solo. We are putting the motherfucking pieces together in Kingstown. It's like, we, we need like a game of Thrones Kingstown map in front of us. When we do the <laughs> podcast, what do you mean? We need one. I have, <laughs> oh, you do. Uh, oh, wait God. a minute. But, Did but you light it up? Cause it went to it, Michigan to Pittsburgh. Uh, um, so bunny and, and one of the, Oh, big can I say is, one thing though, before you oh, go on, of course, I would buddy. like to get back of to course. bunny, but Oh yeah. I would love for you to talk too. That'd be awesome. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let you talk. Tailing on what you were saying. In the same way that the prison riot broke down the power structure of the gangs on the inside and the outside, it broke down the power structure of the guards, right? 100%. And it also, thus, we think about, have to think about it, it broke down the power structure that Mike that kept Mike kind of in power as the mayor of Kingstown, right? The name Correct. of the show is mayor of Kingstown and that's him. So people come for the King, right? Or the mayor of King. <laughs> so I think we're onto something here and I think yeah, that and it feels, yeah, I'm so, Yeah. No, I'm just saying, I think, I, I think we're onto something here that 
that that is a subject, especially also when, and not to divulge, we'll get back to Bunny, we'll talk about Iris, how preoccupied he is with fucking Iris, which is getting to, starting to annoy me at this point. Right. Me me too. It's it's annoying me so much. I can't control myself here. Um, (laughs) But like the mayor. The, I always put the, it's mayor of Kingsville, but the mayor, we'll call him the mayor. No, he's mayor and the mayor is the regular. Anyway, he seems like he's losing his power. And just even in his check-ins in his office, Rebecca just looks at him like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. You it was know? great to see her again. Yeah. I, I was hoping we'd see more because she's yeah, fantastic. She but, is. Um, Gorgeous. But t- let's, well, yeah. Go back to Bunny. Uh, I, I, the, the dynamic of Bunny how Mike and Bunny talk, you know, when they talked in his yard and it was a little more lax, he went to hockey games and beat parents up and they kind of just, you know, remember how the, we could tell how the conversation was going to go based on how Mike pulled up in his car. Like it was like a little bit. And then when you get to the roof, when he's kind of on lockdown, it's a little more stressful. And now the dynamic's so different. The two of them talking while he's in prison. Mm, yeah, you Both just of those feel scenes. it. That, I like the. Attention. I like the. Uh, we 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 through all the shows we've talked about. That's that that's like a writing technique, right? The kind of two pillars they meet first, and then they meet again, right? Like right. We have right. the. Uh, I I really like that. Yeah, and, and and just you could tell like as tough as Bunny is, like his his stature and the way. He, he, you know, he's back to like, I'm in prison kind of looking at both ends and, yeah. and, 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 but he, but he just doesn't want, he doesn't want to be there. I mean, he almost lost his life as much as he was able to survive. He's like, get me out of here. You got 48 hours. And I'm just like, wow, I thought it was going to happen a little longer, but then you got paperwork and stuff. So that Evelyn was saying they can't just get them out right away. Well, this is uh, the thing they talked about when they came up with this cockamamie plan, right? Right. When she said there could be complications. So yep. I think that the whole thing, I think if you think about it, who else was there? Robert, who showed up during that thing? All the fucking copperoonies, right? That's right. what I'm saying, man. Like, I feel like Mike is kind of perhaps a little bit, setting himself and bunny up and while he's chasing after iris too i just don't feel like he has the control over what's going on he needs well, and bunny has even he, mentioned uh, it yeah he's like you don't have control over your people mike yep like it's true. It, it, and it's true and it, and it kind of goes away i mean not go the dialogue's there but you just they keep saying it and then you know even bunny says you know i trust mike right now let's trust him but if it but if it doesn't work out, we're going to have to do things our way. Mm-hmm. And so, he, but it, it, it's over and over, you know, you, you know, things are happening on, not on Mike's watch and he's losing grip of the situation. He and that's something that. we got to, you know, and we've mentioned, that, but, and, and, but his obsession with Iris is just, it's, it's too much. It is. McCluskey. It's now too let much. Me, let me ask you a question, McCluskey. Yeah. Um, yes, McCluskey. What what is up with Iris? Last episode, you know, kind of towards the end there, we end with her and my, she comes back to Milo. You're the only thing I know. We understand this kind of cycle of 
of violence and abuse, which leads to kind of self-victimhood, where she thinks that she deserves this, that this is the life she is, is understands or should live, right? It's very sad. Um, I just, the fact that he like got her so quickly back into business, that's where, that's what kind of shook me. Cause when we see her at first with her and him, he's kind of talking to her, asking her, did you have sex with Mike? All this kind of shit. She's like, no. And then he just kind of is like not happy with her. It seems. And then the next thing, you know, she's in uh what's his name's place. Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. The, the, who got beat up yet again. <laughs> this guy just lives to get the shit kicked out you know, of him. I mean, it just keeps happening. And which is like, I'm, and I just have to say one thing. Usually this show is pretty real with the violence, but Mike hit him like multiple times with the butt of a gun. He would have been in a little bit more, I think pain and a uh, little bit more fucked up in the face. Had though maybe the blows weren't landing as I as I <laughs> yeah. thought, but it was a little I, bit. I know. mean, yeah. Maybe I'm it, it, no, it, this. I'll be honest. The, and this is probably what the only real downer of the episode for me. The stuff with Joseph, and then of course, um, now um, we have Tatiana. Now, did you recognize Tatiana from another Taylor Sheridan show? The actress? No. What was she on? Uh, she played the gypsy in 1883. Oh, okay. Remember the one that her husband got killed? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then that's her, um, I believe. But I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that's her. So I was like, oh, interesting. Um, when she's like, you know, you want, you know, you want to get Iris out the back door we open. I'm like, really? Yeah, that whole I'm like, I knew it was a setup thing. right away. And it's just like, and then, and, and then unfortunately mike did like you know you know james bond kind of tom clancy stuff like getting the gun away and then he gets out and i just felt that it was a little too not i'm not gonna say not realistic but for mayor of kingstown i I just felt like for him to get one over again on joseph and the russians a little too unless they led him Unless the plan is to let him go, I I don't know. I but it just see. I can hear it in your voice solo, and I agree. And I came here to say the same thing after this episode. I said it last episode. I hope we go somewhere with this Milo stuff. Who is Mm -hmm. he? What's his plan? We're going on a season and three episodes. And he really just sits and broods. We got a little excitement when he escaped. Right. Yeah. But the yeah. rest of it is kind of sitting and brooding and saying Irish. <laughs> Irish. Just kind of. So I need this to move. And the Joseph stuff and they're beating the shit out of each other it be, is becoming a, a little bit outlandish and a little clownish. And yes. when compared with like the stuff we see in the in the prison fight and that, which is so realistic, I feel and like kind of jarring, um, you know, I take it. I take, we said this show is kind of like in a way, like hyper masculine, hyper realist. And the violence is crazy, right? Like almost 200 people die in the prison riot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy, 
but right. there's still a level of uh, real, like kind of realism that you want from it where you can hold on to the show and it's believable, right? And, and it doesn't kind of uh, burst your bubble there of disbelief. Kind of like, like The Wire. Yeah. I mean, I hate to, I mean, I know The Wire well, is one of the, yeah, one I mean, of the better that, shows. Yeah, that's. I think the wire may have been a. I don't. Well, so I don't know if it ever well, got that much like this. Yeah, but but I guess the, what I'm saying is the wire is the closest thing to, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I felt it was on that level, and I felt this episode. I'm not for one episode. I'm not going to say it. It seems like it's getting more Sons of Anarchy than the wire. That's okay. That's you see. Okay, you and we love. Yeah. Believe me, we love. Sons, we love them both, and we we loved yes. the unrealistic stuff. Yes. And I just wanted my mayor of Kingstown not to jump. Not I'm not gonna say jump the shark or jump jump the bike. It's a balance. Um, it, it's a balance yeah. that it really had in the first season, and I just don't want it to you. get to that. I agree because I really like having it. I agree on that level. Yeah, like that, that's why it scared me a little bit. This episode. Yeah, even if you think about some of the shit that went on in the uh, Nazi household with Iris, it's like that was terrible shit. But the way they did it, it was still you. It wasn't comical or anything. This no, I mean yeah. This is getting there, and I hope I just want them to forward this plot because if this is to show us that Mike really is like in love with her, right? Or he feels he has to save her to save himself or whatever. Everyone's telling him he's distracted. The FBI agent shows up. You brought it to your right. house. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Bah, bah, bah. Get, what the fuck are you here for? Bah. And he's like, you're an informant, motherfucker. Get back to work, <laughs> right? And then he walks in um, and uh, uh, Rebecca's like, get back to work, right? Yeah. Uh, Bunny's telling him, get your shit together. So if that's what this is, I'd like to see this move a little bit quicker. Um, and there was no narration. We didn't have any uh, voiceover. No. In this no episode. Voiceover. And we didn't. That's why I feel like it was a little, this episode was a little less philosophical, a little more plot heavy. And I did, I am wanting them to kind of, get more focused with the Milo slash Irish Iris Joseph stuff, because that needs to kind of relate to what's happening too, right? Like why the fuck is Milo still there? If he's got, what's some, he pl I mean, I guess he still wants his money or whatever was buried, but or, it's, it's like $200,000 from the, and meanwhile, uh, they're like walking into this club and everything that he supposedly owns. So this is, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's some reveal there. Is it going to be worth what we get from it? Because I don't need it to be crazy because I already like the show. You know, he doesn't need to be like right. an alien or something. You know? It's just this storyline is slowing yes, things down. Yes, it is. And, and I'm, I'll be honest. I, I'm over the Iris stuff. Like she gets back, she gets implanted again. I mean, it's just, I mean, okay. They're showing that, you know, we covered it last week you know, what was going on with her, but I've just like these ups and downs, like she was the big gun. And then it just, ah, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, I'll be honest when, when stuff's happening with that storyline, I'm not as into it. 
I just, I'm just not. I, uh, I am not either because it is repetitive. Now that repetitiveness is a part of the grueling, you know, nature of, of what she's doing to herself. Right. And what has been done to her. And I understand that, but we still are watching a TV show. And conversely, the stuff we have going on with the prison and the guards and the cops is so intricate and interesting and kind of cool and fun, right? That it just, the balance there, this is something I was going to say. I feel like I was saying that this episode was less philosophical. I feel like the first couple episodes were a little less philosophical. We renamed the podcast feed the bear right i say feed the bear but we haven't seen we've had a mention of the bear but there is no bear and that idea perhaps will return to that right perhaps mike will recenter and remember how we like to cook the eggs quietly and hear nature and you know what i mean those scenes that Mm -hmm. we had um but i i'm not i'm not sure whether it's going towards him trying to run away with Iris and leave this all behind or, you know, but I don't know, man. Do you want to talk a little bit about Kyle? Unless you had yeah. something you wanted to end with Iris and them. No, okay. no, I'm, I'm, I'm Iris out. What's uh, up? What do you think is up with Kyle? I have a little theory about kind ooh. of Kyle. What's up? Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Okay. I felt last season they were setting this up a little bit, which is the kind of, it ended with them kind of really saving each other at the, uh, for the, at the end of the prison riot. But I kind of feel like Kyle is feeling really like kind of weak and out of control too. And coming to Mike to, I want to get back in this thing. And then he going to come back and be a cop, but he can't do that too quick. They got an investigation, blah, blah. I kind of feel like Kyle is like a free agent here that maybe there's going to be some conflict between him and Mike that they're setting that up, that kind of brother versus brother thing. But that's just how I don't well, know. Well, let's look at it because first of all, I guess his uh, new job upstate didn't quite work out. That's why he didn't. <laughs> that's why, that's he why didn't, they didn't relocate. Exactly. They didn't get a new house. Exactly. You call that. Yeah. You call that. Um, <laughs> this is the thing. If we're leading towards what you had mentioned and what we had talked about with the cops trying to take over, whether they're getting calls from somebody else calling the shots or they're trying to regang their gang, regain, you know, is is that where? Kyle, if he gets thrown back, you know, gets put back into with Ian and Steve and everybody, mm-hmm. is he, is there the conflict going to be with Mike? I mean, that that's where we could have it right there. Or is he going to um, be used by them because to, he's to, a free agent? Exactly. That, and that's the thing. And, and will Mike, if Mike is so distracted with this whole Irish crap, not Irish, Iris, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is he going to lose sight of losing his brother and not seeing what's happening with his brother? I mean, there's, there's, there is some great dynamics they could be um, setting up here. Um, so that, that is interesting because I love that. I love the Kyle character. And the so poor guy, just, he's like, I got to earn. I just got to earn. Like, he's really struggling. And I, I hope he's not the trophy that they decide to take down mm. because talk about if shit goes wrong with this Mike plan 
in the prisons and everything? Wouldn't killing his brother, his other brother, be? I mean, I doubt. I, I hope they don't kill the other brother, you know. And, and then there's one left because we already kind of had that murder, but um, but that wasn't a shot call murder. That was just very well, random. I mean, but. you bring it up. Look at like what Bunny's saying, and now we have Mike held from him that he knew, which he obviously did. We saw him talk about it. Uh, that they raided his grandma's house, right? And right. I thought that was a dumb move by Mike. If I was Mike, I kind of, I mean, I know Bunny's the gang leader, but I kind of trust him more than all the other people. <laughs> so that's, maybe that's well, just me, but I, yeah. They I do have history. Yeah, I would have told him. You know. I would have told him that. But I guess he wanted him to focus on the, the day of, at hand. Yeah, the yeah. vacuum of power there instead of what the cops had done. And what they, but you they, knew it was going to come back. To yes, of I mean, course. it just and, and maybe Mike did, and Mike probably did too. But he's like, I have to sacrifice that to get this done mm-hmm. for him to be focused at this point. And it seems, and then we'll deal with it later. Which makes it seem more and more purposeful, right? That it drives right. a wedge between. That's what I mean. It's like you see it driving a wedge between him and Bunny. But would Bunny take out taking out Kyle? accomplish anything i don't know i still think you're i like your original idea of robert yeah yeah no no i i I, you know i floated out there but i can't see bunny taking him out no it would have to be from another but i yeah i'm just you know again what is maybe he took out duke well that's the thing that i mean uh, there's got to be some repercussions with that you would think you know, it's like Mike showing up to the club by himself. He's around by himself. Someone could just take him out. Easily. Why doesn't someone just kill his ass at this point? Seriously, like I, I think, I think we're on the right road here. I think someone might try to take Mike out because he's kind of a yeah. nuisance. He's kind of just like a gnat buzzing in everyone's ear, telling them what to do all the time. Yeah, and almost feels like everyone is almost trying to break away from him and mm-hmm. go their separate routes. Like they feel they don't need him, even though. He's right in a lot of stuff, and he is trying to fix things. Maybe people just—I think a lot of these groups just don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, they want to go their you know? own way. Yeah, and that feels like that's what's happening, at least as of right now. I mean, and if if this plan goes south, and and the first thing I thought of too when they were um, touring the new Oz facility. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are they going to move the leaders when, before the paperwork goes through and like what happens oh, then? Like interesting. That, I was the first thing I thought of with that new thing. I go, wait a minute. Cause I just feel like getting them in and doing their thing and getting them out. I just feel like it's not going to be that simple. It's just not. Yeah. See, and I could see, mm-hmm. ah, I could see something happening there. Because why show us this new prison thing and Dude, go over this? Yeah. This plan was, and I mean, we talked about it. It, it seemed kind of silly in the sense that you're, you know, it's like, then you can get them out, right? And she's like, well, you know, we're going to try. And it's like, uh, look, once people are in the system, Mike, of all people should know, you, you can only manipulate the system so much once you're going to put someone in prison like that. And even he has said before, like, you know, it, it's not my job to take him in and out or whatever, right? I put, st- I right. take stuff in and out, or I, he wheels and deals. 
You'd think he'd know that. That's why I think that this is an indication of how he is making bad decisions. But it is yeah. interesting to see the direction they go with that because if that's what we're watching, his kind of downfall, then, I mean, how far is it going to go? Yeah, and I guess we'll, we'll know because, uh, um, you know, Bunny wants out and we'll see if Mike has the power to get him out. Uh, with the timetable that Bunny wants. And I, I don't know. I don't know if he can pull it off. He can't pull it off. He's going to make even more enemies. And Bunny's the one guy that kind of is still, it's, but they're, I mean, they already said, well, we're not friends and all. I mean, that, that thing's starting to drift apart as is. So I don't know. I don't know, McCluskey brother. I don't know I don't what, know. um, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. All right, but, man. What what else we got? Yeah. I I just you know I think that's it for this week. All right. Um, yeah, you know Kyle's like you mentioned his suspension and everything. Um, you got the new Oz prison plan and stuff going on. This Tatiana seems. Oh, like I be want. A oh, that's. I had something to say about that. I like. Okay. I liked that because I think that that also. I mean, immediately I did think, okay, we're, we moved locations again. But I also thought for the actual plot of the show, there it, it does forward the idea that what Mike does, right, is becoming outmoded. And the way that he was talking about, like, what, that fucking prison, they do this, and they do that. It's like, dude. Like that, like the prison is good that they're in now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? We've seen what happens inside this prison. It's like this idea he has. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going with this stuff because everything does seem to be working against him. And bring, and I just think bringing Kyle in is a bad idea. This stuff would, but nothing good is happening in the world of Mike McCluskey. No, no, not at all. And we didn't even see him have a drink this week. No, he didn't. So he, no, no, you know, cook so, anything. No, I don't think he ate. No, he didn't. Maybe he took a shit. We didn't see that either. No, he might not have. <laughs> all right. Hey, listen, since we are yep. a, a little bit, um, on the earlier side here, do you want to talk a little bit about the last of us? I do. Now, do you want this as a separate pod, like a 20 minute pod, or are we going to tack it on for mayor um, of Easttown, uh, Kingstown? Why don't, you know what? Why don't we just keep it in? And this will give people, this is a taste of what you get from the Patreon. Yeah. Why right? don't we do that? Then? Yeah. Yeah. So they downloaded it. Let's let, let's have everyone. Get your free, free in. preview. Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, if you go to, uh, patreon.com slash dvr support the pod couple bucks a month you get exclusive content our backlog and you know the more and more patrons we get the more content comes out so yeah. um yeah this is a little break uh in my last line before we end the, the mayor of kingstown section i just want to say axel we can deal with tomorrow when tomorrow is here i just want to let you know that okay oh, i like that i like that um, on that note, tomorrow is here. The dystopian oh. tomorrow. We're going to be yes. talking about the first three episodes of the last of us spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about it with spoilers. 
Um, before we start talking about it, I'd like to ask wait, you. Wait, so, we're not talking. We're not talking about this. Is us the NBC show? No, 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 oh, no. oh no, Last of Us, the HBO no, show, the Last of based Us. on the video game. Yep, based on the video <laughs> game. Okay, so my question to you is: Did you play the video game? I did not. No, I. I just I. Ever since PlayStation Two, when I found myself, I mean, I'd play mostly sports games. But I found me and my cousin were like creating leagues and college football game on PS2 and they only came out with numbers. So we were looking up everyone's names and renaming them the real college names. And I remember doing that for like two days straight just so I could have all the names. And I go, what am I doing? I'm just doing. So I just play like a (laughs) baseball game on my iPad, which is better than any video game i've i mean the graphics are great and it's fun but i'm not a gamer no uh i just unfortunately don't have the time and would probably waste half my life in those worlds and i I don't want to do that but i i'm so tempted just i want to play this game now i'll be honest well uh, i have played the game and its sequel and also there was a couple of like DLCs, downloadable content that are like basically shorter games um, or kind of like bridge games sometimes, but they had like, I think one or two of those. So I was already a big fan of this story. I played the game through twice because I played it again before I played the second game. I absolutely love it. I do think it is in its class of like cinematic storytelling, it is one of the best video games ever made. Mm. So it is a big thing that they are making this game. It's not like this is like, uh, you know, like resident evil or something where it's like, Oh, it's kind of a fun game where you slash and hack and whatever, you know, like, Oh, it's scary. The last of us is a really engrossing. Like when you play the game, you're laughing, crying. It's like a movie. It's like playing a movie Mm. and it really messes with you. And it, it does a lot of things to even kind of mess with the mechanics of a game or which character like you all of a sudden you get knocked out and you wake up as like a you're a different character and you have to kind of figure out what's it's it's really an amazing game like that um so a bit of spoilers for the game too because i kind of want to make some comparisons um but anyway i was very much looking forward to this as a player of the game but also Anyone who ever listened to me talk on these fucking podcasts before know I do not give a shit about them like remaking the game as a TV show. I'm I want them to do whatever the fuck like they did in this last episode. I want them to make a TV show. You know? Uh you I, do? Yeah. I well I don't want them to okay. regurgitate. You know what I'm saying. No, so, I know. Well, it's I like know book readers no, I'm, and I'm, shit. I'm just know. messing with you. Well, I'm getting game passionate, player. bro. I'm getting passionate. GP, GP. I'm a game player. Are you a GP? That's the new thing. Are you a GP? So, so far, solo. What yeah. do you think of this show? Three episodes in. Oh, I, I, I freaking love it. It to be honest, it's what I wanted The Walking Dead to be. <laughs> these first three episodes um because at first you're like okay 
post are we another post pandemic kind of zombie type thing blah 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 but i but to me even though there are some elements i mean you can't get past it when you're doing post apocalyptic or post pandemic or during you know you're going to get a lot of similarities definitely food and and survival and yep. you know the government involved that's just that's how you make it I'm not going to say real, but, you know, in the real s- scheme of things, you need those foundations there, which is fine. I saw, like, I knew nothing about the game. I I, 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 I might have heard it, I'm sure, in pop culture, but I never really knew much about it. Um, but when I saw, like, Pedro Pascal and then the cool little girl from Game of Thrones is in it. Bella Ramsey. I was like, you know, and it's, yeah, Bella Ramsey. And I was, and she's like. What was that when in the Game of Thrones when she's there? Oh, for the cause, like she kept saying, <laughs> and for you, house, whatever, Queen for the, the cause, go oh, whatever. Like, like she just like. And so I'm like, oh, okay. But I love Pedro Pascal, so I was like, oh, I'm in. Um, both Game of Thrones alums, um, and so I was like, you know, it's HBO. There's a lot of hype going on. I'm, you know, I'm in. I'm from the beginning, and after the first episode, I freaking loved it. Um, I loved, and you know, we had talked about offline when I was watching it, I go, I go to my wife and I go, man, that looks like that could be Fandy Newton's kid. And sure enough, yep, it, was. it was, I think you were doing the same thing with Perry. Like you just kind of knew right away. And I was like, ah, oh. and because you see Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal, like on the cover art, you're probably like, okay. How long is this? How is she going to be alive? And it's too bad because I really liked her. Uh, but it was, but it, it did its job. But and then Anna Torf shows up, and I'm like, oh yeah. But then it worried about me because she wasn't a series regular. She's billed as a guest star or whatever. So I was like, I had a feeling she wasn't long for this world. And then when that happened, I saw it coming, but I was upset because I love Anna Torv. And I mean, Mindhunter Fringe, I mean, we we are big mm-hmm. fans. So I was a little disappointed, but it like had to happen for the story. But I was shocked that, you know, you had 2003 and then you had 20 years later. And I was like, whoa, OK, didn't expect that. But that was and then we'll talk about this last episode, which they swung for the fences. They went with new characters. But my God some of the best television I've ever seen. I was so into it. Uh, even though I know who Nick Offerman was, and I guess it was the one guy from the first season of White Lotus, yeah, I think. Yeah, Murray Bartlett. Um, yeah. And from Looking, was which I love. Every, anybody listening, go yeah. watch Looking on HBO. I go mean, Axel, like, for them, like, we got a little bit of, you know, Pedro and Bella, Joel and, uh, what what is Bella's? Ellie. Uh, characters are Ellie. We had Joe and Ellie, but then they went in this whole new world, you know, this whole new, I mean, this 45 minutes of just that's what other story. Solo. Sorry to interrupt you, brother. No, 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 no. I'm just, I could talk about this for hours. Go. This, this show, this, I should say the video game start off with the source material here. Reminds me of, (laughs) of something like. A show you may know called Lost, called Lost, which is that it is a show really, the game is about love and loss and being a human being. And that's what the game, even though it is a crazy dystopian 
mushroom headed weird shit sci-fi kind of tinged show it's really mm-hmm. about the characters and love it really is that's what the game is about and i think you compare it to the walking dead which to me always professed that that's what the show was about but the show was about people blowing the heads off of zombies and getting eaten that's what the fucking walking dead and they had it, they had two walking dead has too many characters too yes. and it was they the did world their building best doesn't make sense in, to me in the walking dead like when frank darabont was originally the the first season and the first half of the second yeah. season it almost seemed like it was going that route but like it seemed like the fans or whatever didn't want that and then it turned into this different show and believe me walking dead i mean i stopped watching it uh seasons ago uh but it had great elements and then just some uh yeah i shouldn't I totally it was, shit it's on a it different because some of it no, was emotional and it got me and i cared yeah, about some, it but I just yeah, there was some. But this one's on a different level. Yeah, I mean, let's just face fact. There's a little bit the, the the commitment to that over the um, violence and uh, scares and jump scares and horror aspects is greater in this show after three episodes than it was in The Walking Dead. I'll put it that way. Um, I uh, you know. I don't know. I agree with everything that you've been saying. I think that it's really a fantastic show. I think it's, I kind of knowing that it came from the guy and kind of the team uh, behind Chernobyl. Yeah. Made it and that they were Greg Mazin and that they were involving Neil Druckmann, the creator of the co-creator of the game made me have more faith in it. But what they've been able to accomplish just in these three episodes and also how they're so quickly moving through the story of the game, but still remaining pretty faithful and giving the audience too so many little throwbacks to not only the uh, images and art in the game, but but mm-hmm. the game mechanics of like hoisting each other up and using a garbage can to get up out of the thing in this episode, like it's right, just little right. things you pick up on that you've her backpack, the light that she has, right? Like these things you pick up from the game, so it doesn't feel like Easter eggs. It feels like they are doing those things to bolster the feeling of the world they're using them when they can to make the world building stronger not just to like wink and nod to the audience um but i do actually have one complaint about this show if i might it's on too late for you (laughs) (laughs) well did you get a VCR yet where well, you can timetape well, it? No? My, my wife let me watch it. So she let me stay up late. I was a good boy. Um, right. my, com- my only complaint, and it actually extends into this last episode, is I think so far they've just cast too many recognizable people. And I know that's like a dumb thing to say, especially when they're all people I like, like Anna right. Torv. But you had the two people who um, who are the stars of it, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal, had, had big, big, but not, they weren't the stars of Game of Thrones, and they kind of broke out, 
You know what I'm saying? But there's right. how many people are they letting break out when you're casting Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman and Anna Torv and, you know, just even there's a couple more faces. I know other people are going to show up, too. Yeah, yeah. I just feel kind of like that's the only thing that bothered me. Like, I loved that last episode, but I did kind of find it hard to not see Nick Offerman most of the, you know, I don't know. No, you know, you bring up a great point. However, it's almost like I felt like they needed, because I didn't know the other other guy I didn't know, because I didn't watch the first season of White Lotus, just the second. And I haven't, so I didn't, but, and, but I thought, I thought in Nick Offerman, I, I've, I've seen him show up in some comedies and parks and rec. I, I didn't watch all the parks and rec, but I know who he is. Um, but I felt like he was so damn good, but I felt like if you're going to do an episode three, uh, an episode like this, focusing on two characters, you almost needed some star power. I mean, to, to pull it off, even though I'm sure you could have done it with, a no name because it looks like the, I'm, I'm I'm guessing this is the only, unless they do flashbacks this is the only episode we're gonna see them in maybe a cameo later I don't know yeah. but I would think I so. felt like they had to do that here in order I mean Nick Offerman like I would give him a, a guest star Emmy oh uh, there's no doubt solo I don't it was unbelievable that. and I know and I yeah. know you're not that's not where you were going with it it's just Believe my me. one complaint in an otherwise sure. almost perfect show so far is sure. that you cast two kind of people who broke out and there they are big Pedro Pascal now is a big star I mean he's well, the with Mandalorian, Mandalorian and every, yeah. you know and um, Bella Ramsey has actually she was in uh uh, what's it called? B is for Bert or it was the Lena Dunham directed a film and she, I think, and she was the star of it. Um, oh, okay. So she had, and there was a couple, there was some other Netflix thing. I think she might've been in. I don't remember, but I don't know. That's it. That's, that's my only complaint. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And it's, it, it, you know, and had, I don't know. Yeah. I just, Cause I know, I know there's, I think, I don't know if it's next week or the week after spoiler, but there, I'm not going to say who it is, but there's an actress that we yes. know who's on a, And I feel like we're getting, I love her. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like getting too much of her everywhere now. <laughs> and it's like, That's and, 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 and of, I'm not, yeah, man. And, it's, and, yeah. It's a little too much. I mean, she's phenomenal. I feel too and much I will, like Twitter or something like that. Where you know what I mean? Like they well, want it to the be overload. Hot. Yeah. Like when Kevin Hart was in absolutely everything, every oh wait, oh god, he still is. is. Yeah, it's just like it's like you're okay. telling me that I can- <laughs> that's my Kevin Hart impersonation. <laughs> oh, I know. A caricature. Touchdown interception. Uh, but but it, it's just I, I, there's some overload, and I didn't. You know, so I, I get worried about that. Is this mm-hmm. like Saving Private Ryan now, where Ted Dance is going to show up, yeah. and then yep. you know Paul Giamatti? You know, but um, you know that's the only thing that worries me. But they have the money. That I mean, but I hey, mean, you get top notch. I'll say know. this solo. I'll say this. It's not like Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett didn't knock it out of the park, right? Uh, they, it's, they fucking did. So yeah. my complaint, I just need to air it. We talk about TV. We analyze. It's a perspective. Is it my lasting perspective? 
Not at all. I thought that episode was amazing. In the game, spoiler alert, it's not really much of a spoiler, Bill does play a part. And he and Joel kind of like go at each other. They have kind of a cantankerous relationship. Bill's a little crazy, if I remember correctly. And you do, as in many games, people who are gamers, you know, you pick up like a letter or you look at it and then you could, it goes into your file. You can stop and look in your menu and read it. And there is a letter from Frank to Bill, but Frank is already dead. So in this, in the, and their relationship is also kind of hinted at and Druckmann who wrote it said, no, they were partners when we did the game. We just didn't really mention it. You know, he mentioned some mm-hmm. reasons why you can go out and read that. But long story short, the idea to do that, to take this little part. And I read an interview where he said that it was Mason's idea that he said, no, let's go in a different direction. Let's do it all about their relationship because to get to where this is going and all indications for me and other game players, GPs might disagree, but I believe that season one is going to end about halfway through the game. I think the I think the first game is going to take perhaps two seasons depending what ways they go maybe even three but I think two seasons um and they're going to stay truthful to how the game ends which is fucking amazing now, and they're so now, far on that I just want to finish they're so right. oh, far sorry. on that road with the feelings and the way they're communicating the relationships because that's really what the game's about yeah so yeah i've kind of heard that it's it's going to be maybe two seasons and again versus the walking dead that went on what 11 12 seasons yeah and craziness like you do have an advantage when you have the source material say for two let's just call it two seasons you know a season a game whatever when you have that and it has a middle beginning end and it's all there, um, it's kind of easier to attack in two seasons versus, you know, a, a network Definitely saying so we want low. this for 10, yeah. you know? And so that, that, that's a big difference. And it's a long game. That game right. is like 30 to 60 hours long. Like it's a, it takes oh, you a wow. long time to play. Well, that, that, that's crap. because they're taking out all the combat. There's a lot of, guns combat, and combat right. in the game and i mean by, what about that oh i'm sorry no i was gonna say, are you gonna ask about the creatures and stuff like that not yet okay but, uh Ooh, i like that. you know what i'll be honest i really don't care about the creatures <sighs> that's interesting that's interesting you say I, I, that right now i mean i maybe i will yeah I, you know i, I was interested like the old lady in the first episode was going nuts in the background and i'm like oh shit but i'm like really into the people yeah, part of this that's and, great. And, 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 and that that's what gets me a little more. And, and, and believe me, uh, you know, I don't need, I guess I've seen so much zombie killing or mushroom head kill. Well, I haven't seen a lot of mushroom head killing, <laughs> but, but you know, like, like I like having it like when they did that scene in the hotel, like I loved that. That was just like enough for me. Yeah. But I like, I like I the dynamic now. Oh, now they have a car, but I loved like, you, you're getting this story in the third episode. Then all of a sudden, one night, 
you know, he's out there shooting people and fires going crazy. And it's exactly what Joel predicted. You know, you'll, people will come to take what's yours and you'll get a ra- you know, raid or something. And it was just, Oh man, it was crazy. And now, um, do you know, a question I have for you, do you, was it AL? Well, what put um, him in the wheelchair? Was it, was it ever said in the game no, or cause we no. didn't get it. It's just, because it almost felt like ALS. Yeah, dude. To me. I think uh, yeah. I had my grandmother passed of that, and right. it kind of seemed Parkinson's or something. Yeah, or know. something, something of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that part. No, that was all. There was some just touching on that there was a relationship that they had lived there, survived together, but no, it was all created. This was all a creation. Of the writers. That's right. That's right. right. And there is, um, I mean, there's been, you know, I've read, of course, I mean, come on, dude. Anytime, I mean, video game people, the worst. So all these weirdos are like, there's a great part where he's hanging upside down and it's, you know, and they're like really upset (laughs) that it's not in the, in the game, you know, like they're like, I feel robbed. I'm emotionally traumatized. Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh my God, it's, uh, you, is that how I, the mushroom people talk? One thing that I, I do want to credit, which is the library or, or the museum scene is in the game mm-hmm. and nice. they, it's so faithful. And that is fun that they were able to incorporate an action sequence. But this game has some amazing, amazing set piece action sequences that I'm wondering which ones they will think are important enough oh. to incorporate into the story. But I also do know, I had mentioned before, that I th- did you read somewhere that it's going to take them two seasons to do the first game? I think I might have heard it. Okay. Because uh, I, I just Chris guessed and Andy. that from, okay. Oh, no, because Chris and Andy, I think on the watch might have been, or okay, uh, might have yeah. mentioned that. I dig it, dude, because there did. is... Anyone who has played the game knows exactly what I'm talking about, where the game kind of, where there's a, a change in the game where this season would end naturally. And mm. I think that's what they're going to do. But if they don't, I'm totally fine with it. Well, but. that's the thing. And, and you know, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not bashing the walking dead. Cause I, there was a lot of moments I loved and yeah. it was good for its time and cool. everything. Carl, like, yeah, there's a lot of characters cool. I loved, and you know, and 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 stuff. And I, and I think that was the, the birth of Burnthal. Yeah, it was. It was a birth of Burnthal. Should, yeah, when he end, went, he was right about everything. If you go back yeah. and watch that first season, oh, he's yeah. like, "Listen, it's the apocalypse. We got to start fucking killing motherfuckers if they threaten us." And yeah. Rick's like, "I no. would love to watch it now. If I rewatched it now, I'd be on Bernthal's side because I, you know, because I love. I mean, he's become one of my favorite actors. You know, I think. But like, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I get no, no, that. no. What I was gonna say was, and then I think I, you know, I lost the Walking Dead for me a little bit, but then when they brought that whole Negan and Stephen Ogden, mm-hmm. like that, like finale to that, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this show is amazing again, and and, and then you know, it kind of. And they, they spent an episode moving something on a bridge and I was out, but, um, but like <laughs> this, this, this show, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say, Axel is what separates this from all the other shows that uh, attempted to do something like this world and succeeded in some, 
but maybe didn't critically succeed. I don't, you know, or, you know, I mean, cause walking dead was a phenomenon. Let's not skate around that. It was pretty huge. Um, but I don't know. It's something about filmmakers and, and the quality and this being an HBO show. I don't know. Cause you know, there has been things where walking dead, they, they cut costs and stuff on certain things. And you have so many characters, you got to pay salaries where it seems like this one, they've kept it down and maybe then they'll have the money to do these big set pieces. I'm sure. But I love the fact that I'm really into the characters now. So when those big things do happen, it's going to be even more magical because yeah. we're rooting for people, you know. Yep. So that we I care mean, about exactly we, that That's we really care about. And this and, world, and even though, that, yeah, I'm sorry. And my last thing, Axel, and then I'll let you no, it's uh, fine, educate buddy. me. I uh, just and we got two people we never met for, and by the end, we cared about them so much. Yeah. But it was a. It wasn't just, it's not just about them. It's what everyone goes through in this world. And so now, I mean, we know about Joel losing his daughter, now losing someone he was close with, um, I guess, girlfriend, you know, pseudo wife kind of thing. And now he's got to, he's got to protect this girl who he, he, this, this young girl who he knows nothing about, and it's going to be about their relationship growing. And will he care again? Like he cared for his daughter because, you, you know, when he's moving the bodies and, and put, you know, and doing his job, like he, he he's got a wall built around him. Mm-hmm. And now the, seeing an episode like this, even though it wasn't centric around Joel and Ellie or whatever, but it, it you can, it, you can tran- do the transference thing with them and with other people. They, they, they gave us this episode three, but it wasn't just about two people. This is about everyone trying to survive in this world and it was a great foundation for that and it just i just really i really was impressed couldn't have said it better solo you're absolutely correct <laughs> or you just want to go no, ahead that's exactly no, no. you you said it it transcended the main characters and it it that's world building yeah there's, there's a yeah. show did you ever watch station 11 no, I watched the first two episodes. Okay. That and can be it, hard to get I, into. I found it hard okay. to get into, but once I got in, I was in. Yeah, that's what I hear. Because the first episode I loved, but then the second, even though I'm an actor, that mm-hmm. whole acting troupe thing, I just, it, I don't know if it, it might have been just the night we were watching it. I just didn't, I was like, this didn't feel like the same show to me than the first mm-hmm. episode. That's... And, it, and, and that's what scared me i guess and i kind of didn't keep watching but that's the same thing someone might say about this show after an episode like the last episode right you know what you're right but it wasn't believe me episode two of station 11 was nothing compared to this episode well there are some episodes of station 11 that i would compare most favorably or perhaps even more to the last episode not to take anything away from it It, okay okay i think it has the same kind of dystopia it's a dystopian story well post virus post uh pandemic type story and it is it definitely it uses similar techniques to transcend the main characters or to kind of show how everyone at this point you're walking around in a world where everyone is completely damaged i mean hey we just went through a pandemic And it's not a coincidence 
that the rates of people being fucking lunatic cult members has skyrocketed <laughs> over the course <laughs> of the last yeah. three years, believing crazy shit because right. they feel so lost. And, you know, someone once told me something important. When you start, when your life becomes obsessed with conspiracies and cults, and this is how it really is, that's just simply a sign that you feel like you have no control that you are not in control of your life. And all these people in The Last of Us are not in control of their lives, right? right Bill and Frank right. tried to be, but the best they could really do was to survive and appreciate each other and love each other. And that's kind of the message of this show. But I'll tell you this, man. Oh, Jim, you're like Jim Morrison. I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this, man. The round to go with the sand dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I was channeling Jim Morrison. Um, if that last episode that they could, the fact that they could do that with material that's not even in the game, what they have left, the material that is in the game is so fucking awesome and kick-ass and crazy and oh, fun too great. and weird and that it I can only imagine. And one thing I do want to mention, the main difference, I think, with the first couple episodes and with the world itself is that they changed like kind of the transmission vector for the virus. In the game, it's spores. So okay. whenever they walk into a building or in front of a building and you see like all these spores and of course with video games as it progressed, like the second one did a lot of like cool shots where you can see the light going through them and everything, but it's the same kind of like, um, mushroom type heads and everything. But what they do is you would have to wear a mask because the thing could breathe on you. And if you breathed it in, you would become infected. They didn't bite you. You breathed in the spores. Oh, uh, that would be tough with a TV show. Yes. And that's uh, not a movie. You could do it, but a TV show, you'd be like, okay, that's Pedro Pascal. He's got a Mandalorian mask on. Exactly. The whole show, you know? It's the solo. That's exactly right. They, they are wearing masks in a lot of the game and covering yeah. their face. And they couldn't do that. So I think the thing they oh, came yeah. up with, though, the mycelial network and everything, which was also in Star Trek Discovery, is a really awesome idea, especially the way yeah. it can communicate from far away. Like I, Every it's decision great. they've made so far, I think, is 100% made it better. And so I, 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 I really love it. Oh, that's 100% agree. I have one question, and it has to do with podcasters. <laughs> Hit me with it. Okay, so why why do you think it's been annoying me lately, and maybe it's just because I've been stressed and things are annoying me more uh, this month, but, but every podcast seems like they have to be funny, and when they do their intro, within their first five to ten minutes of the pod, they have to mention something from the show that they're like just opened a bottle of wine and locked his fence around his house it's joey g on the pod like everyone's like mentioning <laughs> they they pull something from the show and he's like just you, back from the <laughs> hq 
Yeah, I think that we've probably done that solo. <laughs> I don't. I'm not as much. I don't think we did as much as everyone's doing it, and they're just so proud of themselves <laughs> that they they are so funny, and I just don't understand. It's like, all right, relax. We've reached the grouchy solo portion yeah. of the podcast. No, you know, you know what? There is a pod that did a lot of that the first week. It was like 20 minutes of them going back and forth, and aha, and then the next week they came back in and they get. They got down to brass tacks like and they that. went and talked about the episode. I'm like, yep. okay, we know you're having a good time. We know you have so many inside jokes together and with the game and everything, but just freaking talk about the episode. Like, I don't know. Like jokes are fine. We do it, you know, little jokes. We'll sing for a second, but then we get back on track. I, well, at least I hope for it. people probably saying the same stuff about us. I just, I don't know. I just feel like people getting too. As we spend 20 minutes talking about a different TV show than the one. I know. That's on I know. I guess. I know. Well, there was, it was a special preview. I don't know. It's it just, it's like, I think like, there is a bear a, in the last of us at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, it's just like, I, I think people try too hard sometimes to be funny and, and, and now it's like a gimmick for shows to bring that in, you know, like, oh, he just had a glass of wine well, with tons of pills. <laughs> you know He's here, everyone. <laughs> Axel Foley. Not everyone is as naturally talented and funny as we are. So they have to script <laughs> oh, that, that it and do it. stuff like that's that. So, you know, that's got to be it. Okay. That's done. That's, that's it. They don't have the improv skills. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Let's finish this Blue baby travel. up, dude. This was a fun one. Mayor of Kingstown, we will be back next week. That was a little bit of uh, how we do talking about other shows. And you know what? Honestly, once the NFL shows end, which is in what? Three weeks? Uh, we should get into doing some uh, one-offs. We haven't done a catch-up in a while, you know, where you say like, yeah, hey, yeah. I've watched this show. Have you watched that show? You know? A lot of shows. Yeah, we, we those are our those are kind of our fun like yeah, TV movie catch ups. Like last it, time was with Joe Bear. No, we were gonna oh, do we it with Joe it. Bear. That's right. Yeah, we were gonna do it with Joe Bear, and then we ended up doing the top ten TV shows of the year. Um. So. Yeah, we 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 should. Uh, I definitely, I think, I definitely gonna need a break from football. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. as much as I want to do 89 off-season pods, um, I definitely going to need a break for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll take a break. But you know what? Uh, We're not going to take a break from Mayor of Kingstown. We'll be back next Hell week. Nah. Thank you all for listening. DVRpodcast.com, patreon.com slash DVR. Thank you all so much. Solo, I ain't got no humor. What did Bunny say? I got no humor, Mike. <laughs> Nothing. I got no humor, Mike. Yeah. And and when you listen to podcasts, listen for those people trying to be funny (laughs) with their pullins. And and all right. Tell them to listen to us so they can learn how to be funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're professionals here. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in Tent City, my buddy. Peace out. Peace out. Broheen Himes.